What's going on, everyone? Welcome into the PFN Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Kyle Yates, and I'm your host. I can be found on Twitter at KyleYNFL. I am joined here today by the fantastic duo of Kyle Sapi and Derek Tate. Gentlemen, how are you today on this fine August Wednesday? I'm doing well, man. We're like a month away from things that matter. Like, I know we've got preseason, and don't get me wrong, we're going to have content galore up for that and everything to watch, bet, all that good stuff. But, man, we're like, we're... We're more than a week into August, which means September is not far away, which means NFL football is not far away, which means I'm happy. So let's get rolling. Derek, how are you doing? So for you listeners, you're not going to be able to see this, but for those of you tuning in on YouTube, you see that I'm wearing a hat. That's because I got a bad haircut. I've got a couple weeks before the NFL season gets here to where my hair will actually grow out to where I'm proud enough to go ahead and not be rocking a hat for this podcast, but I'm still very excited to be here nonetheless. Gentlemen, do you do you do great clips? Are we great clips, super clips? Like, are we? Is that where we go, or do we have set barbers? Uh, see, I, I've got like a local barber situation. My brother did my hair for a while. I've never been a high quality, more of a quantity haircut kind of guy, and uh, the wife not a fan of that. But that's that's the side I take there, and I've never been disappointed. See, I am kind of trying to work my way and find a long-term commitment as far as a barber goes here in Fredericksburg, Virginia. <laughs> so it, this kind of the haircut that I got yesterday was kind of a place that gets you in and gets you out at the barber shop. It kind of feels like the old promo, the rock cut on the big show saying, somebody got a haircut, and then hits him with the people's eyebrow. It's not pretty. Go back to super, super Cuts and get your $5 back, Jabroni. That's how I feel right now. So... Whoa. You know, if if the, if the barber that cut my hair yesterday is listening, I do apologize. I do hope you continue to tune in <laughs> for the entirety of the 2023 fantasy football season. One of the greatest adventures in life is walking into a place like Great Clips or Super Clips and not knowing what your hair is going to look like as you walk out the door on the other side of it. But gentlemen, we are not here to talk about haircuts the, for the entire show. We're going to have a fun one here. We are talking some te- we're taking a temperature check on some players. We're answering some burning questions and then we're going to get into tips and tricks to dominate your fantasy football league here this year. Gentlemen, let's kick it off here we've got three players that i want to talk about and get a temperature check here on as we move into week one of the nfl preseason how should fantasy managers be feeling about cooper cup right now obviously leaving practice last week with a hamstring injury not a ton of news has kind of come out since that point about how long he's expected to be sidelined we've talked about that briefly here on the podcast but just if you're drafting here soon how should we be feeling about cooper cup like he's cooper cup like i'm not too worried about it i mean the man is just on a mission Every time he plays, is he a little dinged up now? Sure. Does that just mean he's sitting out games that we wouldn't want him playing in anyway? Like, yeah. I mean, prior to last year, he'd only missed one game in the previous three seasons. And he's just a volume magnet. Nothing's changing there. I'm not moving him down my ranks one bit. He's still in that top tier. Sure. Okay. He's the bottom of the top tier now, which is wide receiver three, which is still an easy first round pick. I'm not sweating it. I don't think you should either. So you're saying, Soppy, if you're picking five in a one QB league, right? I've kind of got that top tier as Jefferson, Chase, Tyreek Hill, Christian McCaffrey, and Cooper Cup. You're not hesitating whatsoever. You know, the soft tissue issues can linger a little bit into the season, and he's an older receiver. And I know that we talked a little bit about this with Keenan Allen. And, you know, if you haven't checked out the video from, from, you know, Kyle Yates, as far as uh, those injuries to older receivers, when they happen, they start to happen more frequently. That doesn't scare you at all, Soppy? No, and I'm back in on Keenan Allen, too. So just let me load up on these uh, injury prone (laughs) guys, and I'm good with it. I mean, Cooper Cup hasn't played since mid November, right? 
he was one of four NFC receivers to have seven games with at least seven catches last year. And he hardly played. He played half the season. Like, the dude is just that productive. And I'm willing to swallow some risk. So why he starts slow. Like, I'm not worried about it. As long as Stafford's healthy. If Stafford's out, maybe it's a different discussion. But I'm good with Cooper Cup in the middle of the first round. I'm, I'm not jumping. I would listen to the conversation to him at 1.01 if everything was kosher and everything was, you know, as is. And it's not. So I'm not going there. But my first round pick, I have zero hesitation. Drafting older wide receivers with some uh, soft tissue injuries. It's my a thing. bold strategy, Cotton. Let's yeah, see how it thing. plays out for him. Let's move into this next one, Derek. I'll throw this one to you. How should fantasy managers be feeling about Jonathan Taylor right now? So he just got permission to basically step away from the team and receive treatment on his injured ankle. That is code for we don't want you around the team right now while this whole contract dispute is going on. I mentioned it during the bold takes that I feel as if if this continues to linger, I really feel like there's a chance that he finishes outside of the top 24 at the running back position for a second consecutive year. And it doesn't look like there's a lot of progress being made. Him stepping away from the football team doesn't exactly give me the feel goods. Again, I I, kind of have that same take about him fading him into the second round, if not into the third round, depending on league format. I'm just a little bit nervous about Jonathan Taylor. It's not that the town isn't there, but in that offense with a a quarterback that's going to vulture some touchdowns, he's never had to compete with that for his entire NFL career. We don't know how much Anthony Richardson is going to utilize running backs in the passing game for the Colts. So his PPR floor is already kind of questionable. Does it make him a touchdown dependent option? And who knows what the efficiency is going to be on an offense that is going to look completely different than what we've seen out of Indianapolis for the, his entire NFL career. There's just a lot of unst- inst- like unstable type of questions that I have that make me really question how much I can trust Jonathan Taylor in 2023. Sapi, I'll throw that same question to you. Yeah, it's that latter part that worries me a little bit that he's losing reps with the rookie quarterback. Like This would be one thing if there was a veteran under center and we kind of knew what to expect, but we don't. Like Anthony Richardson could be a godsend to Jonathan Taylor's value could go the other way too very easily last year a lot of the top rushing quarterbacks had great running back success could that continue sure I think a bounce back is definitely in the cards if he's right but that's if he's right I'm how how do we know that I'm not sure the Colts know that the the reason I'm not dropping him too far down my ranks just yet is I'm not confident in the guys behind him to be completely honest with you I mean Deion Jackson Zach Moss the corpse of Kenyon Drake like I'm not too worried about those guys I do like the optionality that Richardson brings to this offense. I mean, compared to Matt Ryan, you're not really making a statement there. And he's still just 24 years old. You know, so if anybody's going to be able to pull something like this off, great. If he keeps missing time, like this is why you draft in late August, early September, then I'll be a little more concerned. I mean, they opened the season with Jacksonville and Houston. So I'm not sure he needs to be exactly warmed up to dominate those games, but we'll see. Right now he's still... Wide or running back five for me. I'm not dropping him outside of my top 10. Could he drop closer to nine? Sure. Not quite yet though. The uh, summary of that question is the shrug emoji. Like it's just, we, we, we need more information. Like we just have no idea how this is going to work out. Uh, we need more information as we move forward. But we talked about that in that bold takes episode with Adam rank. Like, the further that this gets, the more and more I will be dropping Jonathan Taylor down my rankings. Mm-hmm. The further and further we get along where he's away from the team, he's not even suiting up in practice pads, all that sort of stuff, the further and further I will be dropping him down the rankings. He's safely moved past like that Nick Chubb, even Josh Jacobs at this point, like who's also not with the team, but different reasons. And then yeah. Tony Pollard, like I, 
I'm going to draft those guys over Jonathan Taylor at this point. Like, it's just kind of the place that I'm in right now. Let's go to a really interesting situation in New Orleans. Kyle Sapi, how should fantasy managers be feeling about Alvin Kamara right now? I mean, the Saints obviously aren't too in on him, bringing in Kareem Hunt and that whole situation. But, I mean, he scored one since Halloween. Like, the production was falling off, let alone the three-game suspension, let alone the team obviously wanting to bring in other options. The one saving grace here... For me personally, I'm higher on the Saints offense than most are. I think Derek Carr is a fine option. I think they've built a nice team around him. But, I mean, it scares me. If his efficiency is going down and he averages career low fantasy points per touch last season, then you've got Jamal Williams and all he does is score touchdowns. And then you've got three pass catchers that I think are at least viable to a degree here, not to mention Jawan Johnson. Like, you've got two receivers. You've got Michael Thomas, too, coming across the slot. There's a lot of options in this offense. I don't I don't know how he's going to get enough volume to work inside my top 20 on a consistent basis. Right now, I've got him at running back 25, and that feels about as high as I can go on him at the moment. That three-game suspension certainly plays a role in where we put him sure. in rankings as well, right? To, to start the season and to draft someone that you know you are not going to have for three weeks, that plays a big part. Like, those first three weeks are absolutely, absolutely critical to get your fantasy football team off on the right foot. So, Derek, I'll ask you the same question. How should fantasy, how should fantasy managers be feeling about Alvin Kamara right now? Uh, have you ever seen that scene from The Lion King? I love bowling for buzzards. It's just vulture town there right now in new orleans we've got Taysom hill who vultures touchdowns throughout most of alvin Kamara's career now you got the ultimate vulture from 2022 and jamal williams who scored 17 rushing touchdowns he's in town kendry miller is not a scrub by any stretch and i to be honest with you safi i think that that bringing in kareem hunt was more of a depth signing i think it was chase sure. edmonds who tore his achilles if i if i remember correctly um so i think that that was more just kind of a depth signing until alvin Kamara returns to the lineup what it could do if hunt does sign with the saints is it could just make whether it be kendry miller or kareem hunt potentially inactive with jamal williams and alvin Kamara being the one-two punch that i think is going to be preferred there in new orleans but it's really the ppr floor and the fact that we've seen a lengthy history of high efficiency from alvin Kamara that still has me at running back 22 in particular in ppr formats i still think he is the running back to own there in New Orleans in an offense that I do believe will be better with Derek Carr under center. So I, there's still some upside with Kamara, but certainly there are a ton of concerns, and that's why he's outside of my top 20. All right, gentlemen, let's move into some tips and tricks to dominate your fantasy football league. But before we do, I want to let people know I've been getting questions about this all summer. We finally have my projection tool that is available for purchase here over at Pro Football Network. So if you want to do your own fantasy football projections, you want to create your own fantasy football projections. I've been offering this tool for years that makes it super, super easy to do so. So the link for that can be found in YouTube description or in your uh, podcast show description as well. Click that. It's only $15 and you'll be up and running with your own individual player projections here very, very quickly. I will say the process for doing projections is invaluable. I like going through and doing projections really, really shook up my rankings here very, very recently as I finally, finally had time to run through all of my 32 teams and run through those player projections. It changed up my rankings dramatically as I kind of was able to take an objective look at some of these players. So if you want to do that same process, 
follow the link in your show description here or over on YouTube as well. What If you're watching over on YouTube, hit the like button, subscribe, and click the bell to get notified for when our new content drops as well. And gentlemen, we have content. Kyle mentioned it earlier. We have content going up every single day over on the website, profootballnetwork.com. So if you cannot get enough content here over on YouTube, which the numbers are absolutely skyrocketing, thank you guys so much for tuning in. That podcast downloads are jumping through the roof as well we appreciate that so so much make sure to go over to the website as well and get prepared to dominate your fantasy football league this season speaking of dominating your fantasy football league this season gentlemen let's move into some tips and tricks these are some things that we've learned over the years that we want to share our insight with you guys so derek i'm going to throw this to you first what is your first tip and trick that people need to know about See, I love searching for stacks, and this has become something that I've really honed in on over the last couple of seasons. Finding that stack drastically improves your chances of winning a fantasy football league, almost doubles it if you're able to hit on two top five or top 10 options, whether it be at quarterback and wide receiver or quarterback and tight end. So, I mean, but there's, there's, there's levels to this, fellas. Um, I, I think that there's the top shelf options, which I kind of consider having to invest two of your first three or four picks in order to even be able to get these guys on your roster. That consists of like Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, you know, Jalen Hurts, AJ Brown, or even Devontae Smith. Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, and then Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews. But really where I like to settle in is more in the middle round stacks or even the late value stacks that where I think you can, after you build the core of your team rounds one through four, if you can hit on those stacks in the middle to late rounds, it can send your chances of winning your fantasy league through the roof. Uh, for me, some of the stacks that I'm targeting in the middle rounds, Justin Fields and DJ Moore, uh, Trevor Lawrence and Calvin Ridley, or even Christian Kirk or Evan Ingram, any of those stacks I'm okay with. And then guys like Justin Herbert and whether you like Keenan Allen or Mike Williams or Quentin Johnston, any of those in the middle rounds I really like. But then later it's Russell Wilson and Jerry Judy. Deshaun Watson and Elijah Moore is one of my favorite stacks of this year. And if you really want to go way, way, way deep, I'm talking Danny Dimes and Jalen Hyatt, who I think has been just tearing up camp with big play after big play over the top and an offense that really does want to push the football down the field. So that's my number one tip is searching for stacks. A stack that Kyle Sapi will be leaving every draft with is Jimmy Garoppolo and Jacoby Myers. Kyle hey Sapi, what is your first tip and trick for the people? You want to talk low-cost stack? That would be <laughs> it, friends. I mean, okay, so stacks is great, and my – my number one thing is understanding and using ADP, and that's great, and that's fine, too. Everybody kind of understands it. ADP, whatever platform you're on, dictates the way the draft flows. Like, if you're on ESPN, if you're on Yahoo, they all flow differently because people are basing their picks off of the consensus. But I want to put that on the back burner. I've got all month to talk about ADP. Did you say we're getting your projections for less than a dollar a week? Yes. Like, I can set up the – I can project my own players – the way I want to with Jacoby Myers being a top 35 receiver. And I can do that for less than a dollar a week. Like what, how, how did we settle on this price point? This doesn't feel right. We just got to get it to the people. We got to get into the hands wow. of the people. Jeez, a little too kind. <laughs> so, I mean, use his projections. I think that's the draft tip. Number one here, <laughs> go to Kyle Yates, whatever you pay for your fantasy league. I promise you it's less than what he's charging for his projection system. And it just makes things easier. You get to put in the game flow, put in the game script how you want it. Like, to me, that's that's a cheat code. Like, I can tell you understanding ADP or using ADP as a guideline and not overestimating 
what your opponents are thinking. Like, all that stuff's great, but none of that's going to land good players on your team. It's just going to prevent you from making a big mistake. You go over, you get Kyle Yates' projection system for less than a dollar a week during the darn season. That's how you win a league. Like, it really is that simple. So that's my number one, whether you like it or not. There it is. I was fully expecting like a uh, and sign up using the code Soppy for <laughs> sure. like, a, sign up, like an affiliate deal. <laughs> I was fully expecting that right at the end there. I uh, appreciate the insight there into tips and trick uh, tip and trick number one there from Kyle Soppy. Derek, let's throw it back to you, my friend. Your second tip that people need to know about. Yeah. So however you want to try to prepare right for your fantasy draft, whether it is with ADP, whether you're like my dad who likes to just go to a store and buy whatever fantasy football magazine. magazine which, oh, man. Yeah, he's a magazine guy. And I told him, Dad, you know, look, I, I'm, I'm finally a, a full time fantasy football analyst. If you're not using my rankings or my website, then I don't <laughs> I, I can't play in a league with you anymore. That That's just you're almost disowning me if you're not going to use us, use our uh, use our sites and tools and all the fantastic stuff that we do but you have to know do your research on your guys right and if you have a guy that you feel really strongly about or three guys or if you're soppy and you're jacoby myers you better take him in in the fourth round because soppy may re- reach in the fifth and get crazy and say he's going to finish as like a top 15 wide receiver by the by the time we actually get to the start of the 2023 nfl season so but know your guys and really have a plan as far as when you know you want to go ahead and and hit the smash button select because that is something that if if you get thrown a curveball it can make it tough to pivot if you had a specific roster construction in mind and you miss out on a guy that you were counting on as your breakout running back to like a Damian Pierce if you planned on taking him in the fifth round and somebody snipes you you're going to regret not taking him in the fourth round because you were truly a believer in him finishing as a top 12 running back or something of that nature do your research on your guys look at multiple ADP websites uh, to kind of get an idea of exactly where you should go an early round or two to make sure you get your guys I think a big part of that too is doing mock drafts on the platform that you're actually going to be drafting, right? Because I have so many leagues that are on sleeper, but then I've got one league every single year that is on Yahoo and I'll, I do my mock drafts over on sleeper every single year. And then I get into the draft and I'm like, where is, what is this? This is wild. Like this ADP is drastically different than what I've been drafting with all off season. That's a big, big part of that too, is to make sure that you're doing mock drafts with that ADP, understanding the difference there and doing that research. Like you said, Derek, into not only just your guys and having stances and beliefs for why you want to draft those, but also understanding where they're going to go off the board in different sites. Kyle Sapi, your tip and trick number two. Yeah, I think that's a sharp way to go about it. And it kind of plays into mine here. Roster construction for your league. Like, not every league is the same, and many default sites have it differently. ESPN only requires you to start two receivers. Some do three. Superflex is a highly popular format that's taking over now. There, you can start two quarterbacks, and it changes the value of everybody. PPR versus non-PPR versus half PPR versus tight end premium. Like, there's a million formats, and they're all great. They all weigh things differently. They have a different way of leveling the playing field or weighing different positions and making other spots valuable and every league is unique and that's part of what makes this game so great but if you go in blind just assuming that it's your run-of-the-mill whatever standard means to you like you're leaving points on the table and value in the draft house i think you need to know exactly you need to tailor every draft strategy to every specific draft don't think that oh i created my top 100 using kyle's projections and i'm just going to use them for everything because that's that's just not going to work and you need to be aware of that 
Gentlemen, we still have to wait just a little bit for a fantasy football draft, but with Underdog Fantasy, I get to feel the rush of adding a player to my team as many times as I want throughout the offseason without having to worry about that team throughout the year. With Underdog's best ball drafts, you simply draft a team and then let the season play out. No waivers, no trades, no getting your lineup decisions wrong. Sign up now at underdogfantasy.com with the code PFN and you'll double your first deposit up to $100 in bonus cash. When you make your first deposit of $10 or more, you deposit $100, you get $100 free. You can also click the link in your description to sign up and take advantage of this awesome offer. Head over to Underdog Fantasy and crank out some best ball drafts today. Derek, let's keep the momentum rolling here. Your tip and trick number three. What do you got? Yeah, this is one that can be looked at as kind of cruel depending on who you're playing with. But I like to say don't afraid to play some mind games with your league mates and you gotta you gotta know your audience right so i mean if, if you're drafting online and it, you're just playing against other folks online there's not really that component very much right maybe in the chat you can drop a line on a player and maybe try to plant the seats so somebody reaches on them or lets them fall down the draft board but if you're in like an office league or if you're in a league with a bunch of your friends there's nothing wrong with trying to gain some sort of competitive advantage by saying, well, you know, I, I think defenses score really high in this format. So maybe you should secure one or, you know, I don't know, a kicker won me like three games <laughs> with monster weeks last season, just trying to plant the seed to make anybody fall. Uh, or maybe I want to get my quarterback really early this year or something like that. Just anything you can to try to gain some sort of advantage over your league mates, make them reach. I, I used to do this all the time with the group of high school friends. They always used to, you know, jest me a little bit saying that I was a, a fantasy football nerd and studied it too much, but they would listen to what I would say every single time we all collaborated for the draft. And sometimes it would work uh, like saying, Oh, well, you know, I heard, you know, Ronald Jones is, uh, tearing up camp. Uh, I actually attended one of the training camp things. I didn't actually go to a training camp practice. I just made that up and then saw somebody reach on Ronald Jones three rounds earlier than what he was supposed to go. So just planting those seeds and trying to gain a competitive advantage is always something that I think flies under the radar as a way to kind of gain just a small advantage on draft day. Obviously, finding that line between uh, stretching the truth there maybe a little bit, line, getting that competitive advantage. Hey, all's fair in love and war in fantasy football. Kyle Safi, let's go over to you. Tip and trick number three. I think that's a good idea for people not named Derek Tate who have their rankings published on a website. So I, think, <laughs> I think they might be able to sniff you out there, but for the people, I think that's a good idea. Uh, for me, I don't think enough people look at the draft board and react and track what other teams are doing. Like, the value of a player is only as valuable as somebody's willing to take them. If the if I'm picking at nine out of a 10-team draft and the guy on the other side already has three receivers, I can wait an extra round to pick a receiver because he's not going to keep going that way. Let what others are doing help dictate the path you take. Like In the first few rounds, you're going to take the guys you love, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's the way I would play it. That's the way everybody should play it. But eventually, there's going to be a point where you're trying to evaluate cost with risk with how they fit in your roster. And once you hit that point, you can learn a lot from what the draft board's telling you, and you can pick up a round or two of value just about everywhere you go just by paying attention. So pay attention, people, in life and in fantasy. Pay attention, this has been people. Your public public service announcement. <laughs> I'm gonna put that on a quote graphic there, Kyle Sabi. Pay Let's attention, do it. people. Now, I just did a mock draft over on the website that you guys can go check out here. The fantasy football mock draft uh, for an eight-team league. Okay, so running through an eight-team mock draft, which is dramatically different than a twelve-team league, but I deployed this exact same thing. Now, obviously, it's just a mock draft, but. 
in round six, I was starting to consider taking my quarterback because every single other team had taken a quarterback and I was about to hit, I was about to hit draft. And I was like, wait a second, hold on. There are only eight teams in this league. Seven quarterbacks have been drafted already. I don't have to take my next quarterback. So you know what I did, Kyle Sapi? I waited two rounds and I drafted there Trevor Lawrence at that point. Uh, so wait a little bit here. You can play it. You can load up on some other key positions there because you know. Exactly. And win your league in the process. All right. Your final tip. What do you got, Derek Tate? So if for those of you tuning in on YouTube and watching this podcast, this is not an alcoholic beverage, but my final tip is to drink and draft responsibly. And this message is brought to you uh, <laughs> by Derek Tate and the rest of the PFN Fantasy YouTube channel and the PFN Fantasy Football Podcast because who else's birthday, by the way, falls in fantasy draft season on this Ooh, podcast? Not, not yours? Nobody? Just me? Slow, slow, I'm August 27th. Yeah. Oh, I am yeah, August 27th. So every single season we would... You know, the longest standing running league that I've been in, we would always get together and they would kind of throw me a pseudo birthday party on draft day. And one draft in particular, it was when Jordy Nelson, I believe, suffered a torn ACL in oh, training camp, yep. but it was a keeper league. So naturally, we're, we're in a celebratory type mood. There may have been uh, some tequila taken before the draft started and you basically could keep your players for a two rounds, I, I guess, penalty or something like that for going from year to year. So I panicked in like the ninth round because I was, you know, feeling pretty good. And I took a player that didn't play a single snap and <laughs> said, well, I'll just keep him next year and he'll return on the value. That is stupid. Don't do that. Don't ever allow yourself to talk yourself into something like that. And it only happened because I had birthday shots with my friends who strategically probably did that to gain an advantage over me on draft Playing days. Some mind games. Don't, be uh, that, some mind games. don't be that guy. I, uh, we, I mean, th this cannot be overstated. Like, yes, you can get together with buddies and you can have some drinks and all that sort of do it after the draft. Yeah. Let everyone else do the birthday shots and the shots and, and take advantage of some players falling down the draft board because of decisions like that. Then go ahead afterwards. You can sit back, kick back with a beer in your hand or whatever you choose to drink. And then look at the draft board and see your fantastic team that you compiled. Not necessarily the other way around where then you get to the end of the draft and go, who did I draft? <laughs> was, we had a draft. We had a draft. All right, gentlemen, the tips and tricks to dominate your fantasy football league in the books here. We each brought you guys brought four to the table. Absolutely fantastic advice here for people to take into their leagues this season. I want to end the show here with just a like the running back carousel. We had a brief like scare yesterday with Kareem Hunt in New Orleans and then he wasn't in new orleans let's just call your shot where will leonard fournette sign because i feel like as soon as we get one of these guys signing then yes. it is just going to be an avalanche of the rest of the you know ezekiel elliott leonard fournette dalvin cook so let's just have some fun call your shot where will leonard fournette sign i'm gonna go new england i don't feel great about it but this feels like a belichick bring back a veteran uncle lenny playoff success I wish I could say I had any kind of insight on this, and I really don't like this for Ramondre's value. But I'm going to go New England. I tossed around Dallas, and if they're going to flirt with Zeke and all that stuff. But I, I, give me Uncle Lenny, Playoff Lenny, Super Bowl Lenny to the New England Patriots. 
Derek, what you about said you? Lenny a lot. I'm kind of confused. <laughs> do, I, do I get to pick one? Uh, I mean, I'm a Tampa Bay fan. He was Super Bowl Lenny, and you know, you know, there's my hair for those of you that were wondering what the, what's under the cap. But you know, I do think it's New England. I don't know why are. Can I ask why you're nervous about? Leonard Fournette's impact on Ramondre Stevenson if he does in fact sign with the New England Patriots? I just don't think the Patriots are going to score that much. And if they're going to score and they're in close and Lenny gets a few of them, like I just, I don't think they're handing out touchdowns in New England the way they do Buffalo, Kansas City, or other places. And so any, if I have to devote any of that share elsewhere, it makes me nervous. It, it's not Fournette specific. It's really enter running back X that would scare me. But hey, we could be wrong. Yates, where are you sending them? I think New England makes a ton of sense. The other one that I would just kind of keep an eye on is Minnesota. Like we have not heard anything as far as, uh, you know, them bringing in or interested in Zeke or, you know, there's been buzz for these other teams that are more interested in signing a veteran running back. But we haven't heard anything really with Minnesota. But the news outside of Alexander Madison is that they're really not comfortable with Ty Chandler or, you know, any of the other guys that are on that roster to instantly step in as the RB2. So that could be a situation where they kind of just come out of nowhere and are like, okay, we'll sign Leonard Fournette. He'll be the pass catching compliment to Alexander Madison. So that's a situation too to just kind of keep in mind. I'll say Minnesota just to be a little bit different there, but New England does make a ton of sense. All right, gentlemen, that was a super fun show getting to talk through some things to keep in mind here as you go into your fantasy football leagues this season. We will be with you the entire way getting you guys ready to dominate your leagues this season. For Derek Tate and Kyle Sapi, I'm Kyle Yates, and we'll see you next time.